and we're recording and we're opening the script and we're moving the whiskey so we don't knock it over and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, and for the third time in SMP history, you are hearing just me. And so I think it's time to talk about that and uh, talk about why that is happening. See, for those of you who are new to the show, you may not be aware that this started as a way for me and my friends, Bob Collins, Boba Fett, James Odell, Alpha Spectre, to get together, and eventually uh, Dr. T. Neal, Travis Neal Herman, my brother, to get together and talk about comics and nerd news and movies and stuff like that. And slowly, as things went on over these last few years, people have burned off due to work or family, and it is essentially boiled down to me right now. That does not mean you will never hear these voices on the podcast again there is no bad blood there is no ah fuck you i want to be this or i need to do that or anything like that it is essentially just life life has taken its toll on this podcast as life can do to many other things in this world and i am not ready to give up on it yet i would like to keep doing it so what i'm thinking and what we're going to try and do and what you're going to hear later in this episode is a variety of different things. I would like to have a open door special guest policy on this podcast. If you would like to be on the podcast, if you would like to co-host the podcast with me on a special guest basis, and I think you can bring it, Send us a message, uh, subject to change entertainment.com. Nope, we don't have that yet, but we are subject to change ENT on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, so on and so forth, and subject to change ENT at gmail.com. However, you want to get a hold of us, just get a hold of us. Uh, and we'll talk and we'll, we'll talk about you coming on the podcast and uh, being a, a guest host. Uh, you may hear Odal or Bob or Travis in that position in the future. I'm trying to talk to Bob about a, uh, a segment just for him, but he is horrible at getting back to me about these things. But I have worked something out with Alpha Spectre, who will be covering the video game nerd news, because I am not good at that. I, I'm so far behind on video games. I managed to finish Spider-Man and immediately regressed back to uh, Super Nintendo, so <laughs> it's, it's better for him to take on that news. So you'll be hearing him hopefully later in the show uh, talking about that but right now, what I want to talk to you guys about is actually not news. It's uh, a bunch of celebrity Halloween costumes, which you guys may have already seen pop up in your feeds, uh, or maybe seen it pop up on sort of my comics. But uh, there have been some great ones. We've had Sarah Michelle Gellar as Harley Quinn. I fucking loved it. Uh, Chris Sabat, uh, who you may not know, is uh, the voice of Vegeta's and Piccolo, and probably more people on Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, all that. 
Uh, he dressed up as a lazy Goku cosplay. <laughs> uh, Paul Rudd was Weird Al Yankovic, uh, which, by the way, just just off of what I've seen from Paul Rudd in the past and what I know he's capable of and seeing him in this costume, if they do not cast him in the Weird Al Yankovic biopic in a super dramatic fashion, then uh, we, we boycott that movie. I boycott that movie. Uh, and then uh, there was this horse dressed as an AT-AT. That was fantastic. Uh, not a celebrity, I know, but still uh, fucking great. Just, like, check that one out. Sort of my comics. We posted that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But the best thing, I think the best thing that I'm 100% behind is uh, Jensen Ackles in uh, Red Hood costume full red hood costume i mean he has a, a couple shots without the the helmet on where he's got the uh metallic red robin mask on it's amazing it's so good how is he not a live action uh jason todd yet it's absurd to me that that has not happened i mean i love that he has voiced the character in what is probably my favorite animated dc movie but damn uh, i need that i need that to be a thing and there's if you guys saw the most recent episode of supernatural then you know there is a heavy dc connection there uh and i mean they painted on thick in that episode but they even have that red hood costume in the comic book store in that episode. Check that episode out. It was a lot of fun. It was it was funny and charming and uh, everything you'd want probably maybe from a uh, supernatural Halloween episode. But I'm gonna go ahead and stop gushing over celebrity costumes and supernatural episodes and uh, get into the meat of this show. Uh, first, we're gonna talk about trailers. The only one I really have to talk about is the Reign of the Superman trailer. It came out recently. This is the uh, direct sequel to the Death of Superman animated DC movie. And it looks like it's going to stick pretty close to the source material from what I can tell. And also, uh, I mean, it's going to have to make some adjustments because this is technically a cinematic universe. A lot of these movies are connected uh, which could end up with them adding more of a Justice League element uh, like the last film did because a lot of what I told people when I saw Death of Superman is that it is more of a Justice League film up until like the last 20-25 minutes than it is a Superman film. And I really loved that about it because uh, they they played a part in the death of superman story arc in the comic books but in this they were much more prevalent and it made it a lot more interesting but we also see them a little more in the trailer uh, towards the end of it and there is an invasion looming so there has to be they have to play a part somehow um i'm excited to see how cyborg superman's imposter angle plays out in this film because that's going on and i'm especially excited for the original connell aka connor kent uh for those of you who don't know this version of superboy is actually a clone of superman and lex Luthor, and uh one of my favorite characters in dc history i i can't wait to see this leather jacket wearing 
fucking asshole <laughs> show up on, I don't know why I'm uh, talking about him like that, but I, I, I love this guy. Can't wait to see him on uh, the animated screen, at least. Uh, it, it'll be a pipe dream ever seeing him in live action. Uh, and this is coming sometime next year, but uh, I will be watching with bated breath and i will definitely be buying the blu-ray i bought the blu-ray of the other one i i'd be remiss if i don't buy this one and speaking of things i would be remiss if i didn't do uh i would be remiss if i didn't talk about entertainment weekly's recent reveal of the first look at la monica garrick uh, garrett in full costume as the monitor who will appear in the arrowverse crossover titled elseworlds coming this december uh as it, it's as comic accurate as you can get right down to the detail on the head however uh there is no white accent to the costume uh but it's still pretty dead on in the design uh but what i i'm questioning here from this photo what is in his right hand I'm I'm having trouble coming up with what it is. I probably could have dug into it a lot, but uh, is this going to be some sort of device that leads to them hopping around the multiverse? I don't know, but there's been a lot of stuff that came out with this. Uh, there was that picture of uh, the original 90s Flash. Uh, whoa, it was just so much. I'm so excited for this. December is too far away, and that's only a month away. I cannot wait to see this. It's going to be fantastic. But you know what's not fantastic and a thing that all of our heroes would stand firmly against is theft. And uh, that is what happened on the Mandalorian set recently. If you're not familiar, the Mandalorian is the uh, upcoming live-action Star Wars series that I believe is supposed to premiere on Disney Play. Uh, no props were taken, which is what you would expect, but expensive equipment from the camera department was stolen, and it's believed a memory card housing detailed information regarding the series might have been among the items stolen. Uh, so, if we see any leaks popping up recently, uh, here in the next few weeks, I think we'll know why, exactly why, and, uh, to the thief out there, man, come on. I mean, come on. You know, if, if it's for leaking Star Wars stuff or to sell Star Wars news, I mean, dude, just... I mean, be a fucking fan, first off. Like, for real. Like, God, why do we have to know everything about a movie or a TV series before it comes out? Why do we have to know about every little casting news? And I say this as a guy with a show purely based off of this news that survives on the little nuggets of news that come out. But still, there used to be this romance to the whole thing, this mystery to the, to the event. And I guess... In a way, all of this news coming out and us being so included helps us voice our opinion on what we like and what we don't like. And in, in some cases, rarely helps uh, ease the flow of things into what we enjoy more. Uh, whereas when everything was behind closed doors and we barely knew a damn thing that was happening, we got movies like Batman and Robin. But... <laughs> Uh, still, like, God, it just, uh, fuck, when things like this are happening, it just, yeah, it grinds my gears. But, uh, 
what does not grind my gears. So something that greases the wheels and keeps me going and is flies right in the face of everything I just said. Uh, a serious XM journalist, Eric Weber, posted a tweet recently of responses from Marvel Studios' uh, Kevin Feige uh, that were asked after a special screening of Black Panther. In this tweet, Feige's responses include a confirmation that unfortunately Guardians 3 is on hold, but that is no surprise to us. Uh, what is a huge surprise, though, is that Namor could make an MCU appearance, but... Uh, it's a matter of deciding when or if that could happen. And then the big news coming out of this tweet, coming out of this uh, Q&A type thing, is that the trailer for Avengers 4 will be out before the end of the year. That means, that most likely means this month. But that means less than two months. Guys, less than two months an Avengers trailer is going to drop. We don't even know the name of this thing yet, which good on them for keeping the actual name contained. But we don't even know the name of this thing. We're, we're looking forward to a trailer, which will probably the, be the reveal of the name and everything. I don't know. Oh my God, it's just so cool. It's just so cool that this is about to come out. I cannot wait to talk to you guys about it. It's going to be awesome. I'm I'm dropping my uh, my opinion right now. It's gonna be awesome. I don't like to hand that opinion out either. I don't like to say things are gonna be awesome uh, before I've seen them. I'm usually a very reserved person. In will this be crap or will this be great? I think it's gonna be fantastic. If, if Infinity War is any indication, I think that both Captain Marvel and Avengers Four, whatever it may be titled gonna be fantastic and uh you can quote me on that and i will quote me on that and if they are terrible then i will shit all over myself later uh but right now what i'd rather talk about is not shitting on something it is another thing out of the mcu that uh i am really excited about what i'm talking about here is uh what is probably a little known fact and that's that Marvel Studios actually has plans uh, for the next set of MCU shows to make their home on Disney's streaming service, Disney Play, uh, which is actually coming out in 2019. Uh, I found, I, I actually first heard about this on Batman and Batman, the Fat Man on Batman, rather, uh, rather now Fat Man Beyond. Uh, from actually an audience question. So this is the weirdest place for me to learn about this first. Uh, and of course, I took it with a grain of salt. It was actually a cool back and forth between Kevin Smith, Mark Bernardin, and uh, the, the guy who asked the question. But I, I didn't buy into it too much. But now we're getting actual real news about these things. Uh, and there are actually three series that are planned. One is a Loki series. All of these, by the way, being limited series. Before you get too excited, it's not. It's probably not going to be a run-on thing. They're probably going to do these one-off series, and that'll be it. Uh, but not much is actually known about this Loki series, other than that Tom Hiddleston himself will actually reprise his role. Uh, then there is a Scarlet Witch series uh, with Elizabeth Olsen also reprising her role. 
but according to Slash Film, Paul Bettany will be in the series as the Vision as well. So that opens the door to a Scarlet Witch Vision series, probably filling in gaps in between uh, Civil War and uh, Avengers Infinity War. I'm all in for that. I'm definitely down for that. And I love the Vision Scarlet Witch books. So, yeah, give me more of that, please, for sure. And then the big reveal, the the new news, because uh, uh, the two series that had been mentioned in that uh, Kevin Smith Q&A portion of Fat Man Beyond was the, the two previously mentioned series. This one is new. This one is, is a brand new breaking story, and Variety actually reported it that the Falcon and Winter Soldier will have a team-up series, and uh, it's not yet known if Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan will suit up for the series, but, I mean, they're getting everyone else back in their roles. Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, Tom Hiddleston. How are they not going to get these guys back in the suits? I mean, why would they even do this series if they couldn't get those guys? That's why I want to see it. I mean, just their little interactions in, in uh, not Infinity War, I'm sorry, in Civil War and uh, in uh, Winter Soldier. Just, oh my God, so good. Uh, wait a minute, am I saying Winter Soldier? I think I have Winter Soldier wrong. I'm walking through the MCU again recently. I haven't gotten back to Winter Soldier yet. But, uh, wow, yeah, I really think this is fantastic. But what does this mean for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I, I've long thought we were about to see the last Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season for a while now. And so I think, honestly, that show is about to come to an end somewhere along the way. And with them canceling Luke Cage and Iron Fist, you have to wonder about the lifespan of the Netflix shows as well. Are those going to be able to survive uh, on Netflix, or will Marvel pull those series? Will they will they start them over on their platform? And if they do, fuck, we need the fucking crossovers. But uh, that's all speculation, well and good. But with that, I want to go ahead and turn it over to Alpha Spectre, Mr. James Odell, who's got some video game news for us. Take it away, Alpha. Hey everyone, welcome to the newest installment of Alpha's Editorials. Today we're going to be covering a good chunk of video game news from here recently. Uh, first we're going to start it off with the new Super Smash Bros. roster release. Over 70 characters fully released now. Everywhere from Final Fantasy to Pokemon to Pac-Man and everything in between. Uh, we even have King K. Rule. Uh, some some new Pokemon, some of the ones we've seen before. Uh, some of these are just going to be add-on characters. They're not necessarily playable, uh, but they'll be included in the game uh, as team-ups or something of that matter. You know, a lot of the same ones we've seen before. They're they're the staples. Like you know, Roy has become a pretty popular character. The Ice Climbers, uh, Zelda, Bowser, Mario, Luigi. All, the, all your favorite ones are going to be in there, but some of the new ones we have, we have uh, Dark Samus, we have Incineroar, which is a new Pokemon, 
Uh, as I mentioned before, King K. Rule, there's going to be a Piranha Plant included in the DLC. Now, this DLC is going to be a $6 per character, and it's going to come with stage and music. Or you can purchase a fighter pack for all five characters for $25. Now, this is also the first time we're seeing a DLC included for Smash Brothers, which is kind of cool. Because on the one hand, that means that that opens it up to getting more and more characters as time goes on. But on the other hand, we're going to have to pay for all of that. So the, the list goes on and on. One of my favorite newest additions to this is the addition of Mega Man. That's been one of my favorite game franchises for years. And now he's going to be in Smash Brothers. I'm excited to play, play as him. And... I've heard the argument, oh, well, it's it's almost just like Samus. No, Samus and Mega Man are very different. Uh, go play the games. Do it. Some of the other recent additions uh, do include Simon Belmont from the Castlevania series. Uh, we have Inkling, which is from the game Splatoon. Uh, we have Ryu and Ken uh, going to be included. Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, a little bum not to see any of the Final Fantasy VIII characters in there, but, you know, that's not as popular as Seven, I guess. Because, well... Uh, but we have, like I said, Pac-Man, uh, Little Mac from Punch-Out. Just the list goes on and on. Like I said, there's going to be over 70 characters starting out, uh, and they're just going to continue to add more as this game goes on. I encourage you all, go get the game, play it. It's, it's the Smash that we all know and love on the Nintendo Switch. There's a release date out there for it. And, um, well, it's not right in front of me, so you'll just have to find it for yourself. But we are going to move on a little bit to something I'm kind of excited for, uh, which is the Medieval PS4 remake. It's not a remaster, which is what we've seen from a lot of games. It's, it's a remake. Uh, and here's a direct quote from Sony chairman Sean Layden saying, I think there have been some words that might sound alike but mean different things, like remake and remaster. This is a remake. We've taken the original game design and we've taken a lot of key art, some of the other attributes of the game design and ethos, if you will. Uh, we're working with a developer called Other Ocean Interactive and they are remaking Medieval in that design, the original Medieval from PS1, the one that I worked on when I was in Tokyo. So this is a straight from PS1 on PS4, uh, playable in 4K timing. So if you're if you're a fan of the game, it's it's coming right back to you. It's going to be that same goofy hack and slash game that you played on the PS1. Now I personally never really had much of a chance to play this game. Uh, I played the demo for on one of those PS1 demo discs that you could sometimes get if you bought a gaming magazine, uh, and I played the shit out of that. I thought it was the coolest thing, but I could never get a hold of the actual game. Either my parents wouldn't buy it, I didn't have a friend with it, something like that. So I'm really excited for this with all of the, the remasters and remakes that we have coming up, you know. We've had Crash, Shadow of Colossus, uh, now Spyro's coming up. You know, it's it's a good time for a lot of these games to be resurfacing. Even, you know, Final Fantasy VII is kind of getting that remake, remaster 
eventually, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Medieval. So if you're a fan of this, let me know what your favorite experience was from it, and uh, I'll let you know what my favorite experience will be as soon as I get my hands on the actual game when it eventually comes out. Uh, Moving on from there, though, uh, one of our bigger stories here is we have the full game list for the Sony PlayStation 1 Classic. Now, if you've seen this list, uh, maybe maybe you're excited. Maybe you're kind of bummed out. Uh, me, personally, I don't know if this is something that I'm going to run out and necessarily buy right off the bat, but it does have a really good list of some of the, some of the best PlayStation 1 games out there. Uh, there are a few that I would have liked to have seen on here, and a few that I could have done without, uh, but here's the list for those of you that haven't heard it. We have Battle Arena Toshinden, Cool Borders 2, Destruction Derby, Final Fantasy 7, Grand Theft Auto, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid, Doc- Mr. Driller, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, Rayman, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Revelations Persona, Ridge Racer Type 4, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, and Wild Arms. Now, there are several games on this list that I am very excited for. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, Cool Boards, Final Fantasy VII, you know, Metal Gear Solid, Oddworld. You know, uh, of all the games they could have picked, this is a very underrated game in my opinion. Uh, the storytelling, the gameplay, it was all very unique for that time. And I'm looking forward to this one, but Rayman, Resident Evil, Tekken 3. Now, that was my shit. Like, that was one of my favorite PlayStation games back in the day. Uh, I'd play around with all the different characters, of course. Yeah, being a kid, the guy with the cheetah head, that was one of my favorites. King, if you aren't familiar with who I'm talking about, look him up. He's awesome. But it was a great time. I My dad was in a band, and one of his bandmates, they had kids, they had a PlayStation 1, they actually had the full version of Tekken 3. And we would just sit there, their entire practice, playing Tekken 3. And it was fantastic. Uh, you know, Rainbow Six is a, an acclaimed game. Twisted Metal, you know, this has so many good titles on it. Uh, but as I said, you know, there are some that were left out, uh, and I feel like it's understandably so because they're more personal favorites than they are anything else. Uh, but the big one for me is Legend of Dragoon. If you're unfamiliar with that game, it's another game made by Square, uh, now known as Square Enix, uh, makers of Final Fantasy and all that, um, JRPG. If you're familiar with any of Square, Square Enix stuff, it's... It's a game like that. It was a four-disc game, uh, had a great storyline, great combat, everything. Uh, It's something that I would love to see remastered. Um, If you've ever played the game, let me know down in the comments. Uh, Let me know what your favorite battle, what your favorite Dragoon was. You know, a little bummed that that didn't make it on here, Uh, but that's really my only complaint about it. It does, however, have a price point of $100. 
which is a little bit more than we're used to seeing from Nintendo at the NES Classic being 60 and the SNES Classic being 80. Uh, although it does make sense to see a Sony product a little higher in price as they somewhat tend to be upon first release. But I don't think this is a bad selling point. It comes preloaded with the games, two wired controllers, an HDMI and a USB cable, but no AC adapter. So what that means is if you have, say, a phone charger block, you can plug that in. You can plug it directly into your TV if it has a uh, USB port. So there are going to be multiple ways to be able to plug this in, so that shouldn't be a worry, although it is a little weird not to see that included in the packaging. One of the other things that I have not seen is how these games are going to run. Are we going to get that super clunky low frame rate setting, or are these games going to run a little smoother because we have some better technology? I I personally would be alright seeing those same old graphics that we were used to years ago. Just maybe running a little smoother, less buggy, less laggy. Although some of these games, like Grand Theft Auto, you had your cheat codes. So we'll have to see if those are still going to be there when it comes out. Are you planning on getting the PS1 Classic, or is this something you're going to skip on? Again, let us know down in the comments below. My next and final topic for today's editorial is the reveal of Henry Cavill as Geralt in the Witcher series on Netflix. Now, if you are familiar with this game series or you are familiar with the graphic novels, uh, you will know that he has a very particular look. Uh, that being said, I think they, they nailed it pretty well. Uh, the only thing in this that's missing is the beard, the the facial hair. You know, they they took away his facial hair in Justice League. Uh, why couldn't they have him have facial hair here? You know, as we all know, facial hair is a very serious topic in Hollywood. So you know, it's we we can't we can't fight that. Uh, but all in all, it looks really good. Uh, he, if you haven't seen the little clip, he walks up to the screen, kind of looks around a little bit, drinks a potion, and that's about it. But we have the silver hair. He has the very stern look. Um, and, and I personally, I'm impressed. Being a fan of the series, having played, played the games, uh, I think this has great potential, especially now seeing this and how Henry Cavill is going to look, uh, I think that they they made the right pick. Uh, Henry Cavill is a great actor, uh, as we've seen in you know not just the DC movies, but in his the rest of his career as well. We tend to forget that these people have other movies. Now, writing of the show has been completed. the The final episode script is done as of October. Uh, they did the makeup test. They're they're finishing up casting of you know other characters such as Siri and Triss if you're familiar with them. Um, but we don't have a release date. I I believe they are looking for a 2019 release date, but it may not come until uh, 2020. Now this is going to be an eight episode TV drama, so. Maybe a little different from what we're used to from the games and the novels. 
uh, but I, with the names behind it, I, I think it's going to be really good. If you're a fan of the games or a fan of the novel, uh, I encourage you to check it out when it comes out. Uh, one of the things we like to stress here is to make sure you guys watch it. Uh, everything in Hollywood is a numbers game. So if this has potential, say it starts out slow and starts to build and ends on a good note, it has the potential for a second season, we want to make sure it gets that second season but the only way that's going to happen is if we all tune in, watch the show, and give it the numbers. Well, everyone, uh, thank you for tuning in to this segment of Alpha's Editorials. You can hear the whole spiel from Vinny on where to find this, where to like it, where to listen, and all that good stuff. Who knows? Maybe this will end up as its own weekly segment sometime. I don't know. Vinny, what do you think? Thanks for listening. This has been Alpha Spectre with Alpha's Editorials, and we'll catch you next time. All of those things sound great, and I'll probably never experience any of them. Cheers. That was me clinking my glass of whiskey against the microphone, which I'll probably never do again because it was a stupid decision. Speaking of stupid decisions, I think it's time to take a ride in the phone booth. It's time for the news. The phone booth news. That's right, everyone. It's time for the phone booth news where I try to give you the news faster than Deadpool can save the day, which gives me three minutes, 45 seconds. Let me go ahead and get my timer opened up here. All right. Finger on the button and go. In video game news, the Pokemon website revealed uh, Melmetal, the evolved form of the newly discovered mythical Pokemon Melton. The evolution will only be available by using 400 Melton candies in Pokemon Go. Jump Force, the Shodan Jump Finding game, finally has a release date and will hit shelves February 15th, 2019. In comics news, Jenny Hex, the descendant of Jonah Hex, has made her DC Comics debut in Batman Giant Number 4. Look for Jenny and Young Justice under Brian Michael Bendis' Wonder Comics imprint coming January 2019. Charles Scholl revealed his next 12-part Wolverine story will follow Logan, Logan across multiple de- decades. Fuck me, indeed. <laughs> In TV news, Batman News confirms that Alan Dudek will be portraying the Joker alongside Diedrich Bader's Batman and Kelly Cuco's uh, Harley Quinn's Harleen Quinzel in the DC Universe's Harley Quinn animated adult series. In movie news, Wonder Woman 84's premiere date has been pushed back with Gal Gadot tweeting, Super excited to announce that Thanks to the changing landscape, we are able to put Wonder Woman back to its rightful home, June 5th, 2020. Be there or be square. The Hollywood Reporter revealed that the upcoming Joker origin film will include depictions of young Bruce Wayne and Alfred Pennyworth. A 30-second promo for Teen Titans Go! vs. Teen Titans has been included on the DVD and Blu-ray release for the Teen Titans Go! to the movies release. I wrote that weird. The rap broke the news that Ewan McGregor has been cast to play Black Mask in the Birds of Prey film. I will get better at this by doing it on my own, according to bloody disgusting NBA star LeBron James will be attached as a producer for the upcoming Friday the 13th reboot. A teaser trailer for Star Trek short short film 
Calypso has released and hints at a 1,000 year time jump. And in other news, Nerf is real. Uh, fuck, Nerf is releasing rapid fire motorized Fortnite ARL blaster with flip up sights and a 10 round clip. That will be available June 1st, 2019 and will cost $49.99. Dragon Ball Super's Goku will be in the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade uh, this year as a 70 feet long, 36 feet wide, and 56 feet tall balloon in his Super Saiyan Blue film form. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige is set to receive an inaugural Marty and Lee Scalar Creative Visionary Award in recognition of his creative vision, and a billboard has been commissioned by fans just four miles away from Disneyland in Anaheim that reads, Save the Galaxy, James Gunn for Volume 3, and provides a website. NASA celebrated the 10th anniversary of the Farmer Gamma Ray Space Telescope by naming 21 new Gamma Ray constellations, which include the Incredible Hulk, Thor's Hammer Mjolnir, the TARDIS, the Starship Enterprise, and Godzilla, and that is the news. All right, well, I was able to do that in 3 minutes, 26 seconds, regardless of how badly I fucked it up. Holy shit, and I even uh, scanned over that website. That website is RehireJamesGunn.com. Uh, wow. Okay, guys. Uh, it is it is going to be a rough transition. It is going to be weird moving into the new way of things. And I'm going to be experimenting with this. But I think, uh, I think that <laughs> fucking, uh, this is uh, a segment I want to keep around, phone booth news. So we'll see if I can continue to do this. On my own. I've also been exposed to a lot of bleach today. Long story. Don't want to go into it. It would be covered in dumb fuck covers. Stupid shit nobody cares about. The podcast I want to start. But um, yeah, we're, we're not doing that one yet. So that is going to move me into my review. Instead of doing a comic book review, uh, I am instead going to talk about a podcast I've been listening to lately called Wolverine The Long Night. It's the first official Marvel podcast, uh, and uh, if you want uh, more information about it, you can go to uh, wolverinepodcast.com and uh, check out information on the actors and uh, where you can pick it up. I am currently listening to it on Podcast Addict. I know it is on Stitcher, and there's extra stuff if you sign up for Stitcher Premium. But what I want to talk about about this series is that, one, the story is actually pretty cool. Uh, basically, the story of this is that uh, two FBI agents are investigating a string of murders in Alaska uh, that kind of fit Wolverine's M.O. as far as uh, the way the bodies have been dismembered. I am about seven parts into it. Eight parts have come out. I don't know if that's the finale or not. I don't know how many parts there are to this. But uh, I can say this. One, uh, the voice actor from Wolverine, fan-fucking-tastic. Sounds amazing. Sounds great. Uh, just so this voice helps paint a picture. Helps give me an idea what this Logan looks like. Uh, two... Everyone else, 
I don't know if they're improving or not, but it sounds awkward. It doesn't sound like conversations that people would have. It just sounds like people improving a podcast about a Wolverine about a Wolverine mystery. Uh it's it's weird. It's hard sometimes to listen to them, especially uh the main female investigator uh fuck i can't even remember her name now but she is she's probably one of the worst she doesn't interact with people the way anyone no matter what line of work you're in would interact with people she is immediately short and angry and just intrusive with every person she interacts with she is a Stone cold, and I do not use this word lightly, I don't like to throw it around, it is an offensive term, but in this instance, I feel like it's applicable, she is a cunt, a cunt, and I don't know if there's some sort of background to her that we'll be uh, dug into, there hasn't been anything right now up to the, the seventh part, that gives me any indication that she has a reason to be this way. She's just a stone cold bitch, a horrible bitch, a cunt. And <laughs> and uh, I don't like her. I fucking hate this woman. Uh, everyone else still is, it, again, it feels like it's an improv podcast, but I know that there's a script for this. The, the way I've heard it talked about in interviews about this podcast uh, that being said, it is entertaining. It, it, if you've got, if you're allowed to listen to podcasts during work, if you, uh, if you're cleaning your house, this is a nice distraction. They don't do a terrible job of painting the scenery with the ambient noise going on in the background. It is, it helps put you where you need to be. The only thing that's awkward is really the acting. And for the first official Marvel podcast, who do you who do you really want to be the the star of the thing? It's Wolverine, you know. So I mean, at least he's doing a good job. Me personally, I'm enjoying it enough to finish it. I will be finishing this podcast. Uh, I don't know where it's going to go. Honestly, I don't care. I just kind of want to finish it. I want to I want to find out what's going on. I want to find out who this killer is. There is a cult involved in this whole thing uh that is heralding that the long night is coming. And uh I'm interested in finding out what that means. Um but really it just uh it's the agents honestly if there's anything that ruins this it's the agents the agents are who we're supposed to be following they're the people who are supposed to be helping us put together the pieces but they're shit agents they're just shit uh yeah i don't know this is kind of a recommend warn type thing <laughs> Check it out. If you don't get hooked by the by two episodes, if you're not like, yeah, I probably I could listen to more of this. Yeah, give up on it. Nobody's gonna blame you. But uh, that is the that is my review for Wolverine: The Long Night. 
Guys, this was a shorter episode, and that is what you can expect moving forward. Honestly, with it just being me, there's no back and forth here. If I get more comments from you guys, though, maybe I'll include a segment of a back and forth from there. I'm going to be trying to reach out for interviews more. I'm going to see what I can do with this. Again, I don't want to give up on this podcast. I know that there's potential here. I know that this and maybe the last episode were weaker than they have been. Tell me down in the comments below what I could do to improve this show. Tell me what I could do personally to improve uh, my presentation of this show. Uh, and if your comments are solely about phone booth news, ah, fuck yeah. But, guys, like this episode if you liked it. Subscribe if you loved it. You're checking this out somewhere. While here, why not like, comment, and share your thoughts on any of today's stories share this episode and let people know that you enjoy it and hit that bell if you're on youtube if you want to know when the newest episodes are up like our nerd news page sort of my comics on facebook and solo follow follow not solo follow sort of my podcast on instagram check out subject to change entertainment on facebook and twitter and all of our personal social media is down in the description below i drank too many beers while i was cleaning mold off of furniture my name is venice venice vince vincent herman then the human uh cue that oh god whatever cue the outro music jesus (laughs) 